Okay, beautiful souls. As promised, I have my special guest for t- this evening, C.L. Brown. He's a poet extraordinaire. Let's see if he's there. C.L. I am here, my... Are you there? Oh. You are there. <laughs> I turn the music on. Yes, so happy and honoured to have you on the show. And um, you were with us last month and um, you're here tonight with us and um, just tell us a little bit about yourself before we talk about what we're going to be talking about tonight yes so uh, my name is cl brown i um i i hail from jamaica i i currently live in in miami um but i've been living here about 31 years <laughs> about 32 years um so it's been quite some time um I am. I am. I think I'm your average person. You know, I love. I love nature. I love music. Oh my god, I love music. Um, and uh, I love uh, writing. I love poetry. And I've been writing now about. I would say about. I don't know. Since 2007, <laughs> however long that is, so about 13 years. Yeah, about 13 years. I started on um, writing just kind of coincidentally on, on, on social media and uh, uh, people took a liking to what I was writing, things I was talking about and it led me to um, to publish a book um, in 2015 and uh, from there the journey started and I just kept publishing so I'm about to publish my fourth book um, in coming months, maybe the next three months Um. I uh, I have uh, I have two daughters, two wonderful daughters, a two two and a half year old that controls my life, and a <laughs> and a four month old that uh, she's just, she's just the light of my life. Both of them are. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Um, Thank you, um, CL. So um, you know, tonight we're going to talk about because um, on Sunday it's um, Valentine's Day and. Um, you know, just I'm just asking the question: Is Valentine's Day still relevant, or is is it like some a lot of these um, days? You know, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, Children's Day. Is it that mm. we should be looking at this every day, um, or is it important to have a special day for love? And um, I know you've got some wonderful poems, love poems for us as well. So yeah, so that's the question for the evening. And um, what would you say? Would you say that Valentine's Day is still relevant and we need it? And why would you say we do if that's what you feel? Um, I mean, absolutely we need it, right? Um, <clears throat> I've met a lot of people over the years that said it's, you know, it's kind of overrated or um, they don't celebrate it. But the question is, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, we celebrate so many other things. We celebrate Thanksgiving. We celebrate birthdays we celebrate president's day right and i think i think valentine's day because i I think for the most part we kind of tend to become complacent in our relationships Mm -hmm. and i think valentine's day is one of those days that um will kind of remind you to to say something special or do something special or be kind you know and yeah people will say that you should be doing that on a daily basis but life happens you know, and, and things can, can take us off course, right? So I don't see a problem with having something to, to remind you to just let someone on that specific day just feel good about themselves. 
you know, and if, if it's something that you don't celebrate, that's fine. But what if the person that you're with, they want to celebrate it? Why not do it? Yes. You know? So it's, it's sort of a, a mark of the love that you share. And like you say, you can go the whole year. You're so, everyone's so, both so busy, lots going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, having a day to remember, it, it kind of, you know, kind of almost like a, a, a renewal a chance to remember why you came together is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. I mean, even if you think about uh, how we celebrate anniversaries, you know, what's the difference? It's once a year that we get together and we do something special to just kind of commemorate that love. So why not do the same thing for Valentine's Day? I don't see a problem with it at all. Awesome. You know? Um, and what would you what would you say about um, love and relationship today? Would you say that things have changed, or would you say that things are pretty much the same as they ever were? Um, would you say that in the twenty first century and uh, things have you've noticed a change? Because I know a lot of your poetry is about several different topics, but a lot of it is about love and relationship. And um, what would you say? Yeah, what would you say as as a you know from a poet? Um, perspective um, about love and relationship in you know where we are today I think I think it certainly has changed um, and if, I think if you if you look at what what's happening in I think I think music is a very uh, good uh, gauge of what's happening in the society right and when you listen to songs like say from you know the 90s the 80s the 70s the 60s mm where people sung about love, sung about losing love and, and, and crying for someone that you love. Whereas today, the music is pretty much, you know, it's just physical, right? And I can replace you and it's just on to the next one. And you see the same thing in, 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 on social media where people are just not loyal. People don't speak um, the way they used to, you know? Like, when's the last time you heard once someone called their, their lover darling? Right? <laughs> but what you hear, you know, excuse, excuse the language, but you hear uh, a bad beat all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and it's just these, these negative connotations that, these negative words, for me, they're negative words that, that people use to sort of, in, 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 in a way of, of, uh, of endearment, I guess you could say. But the thing about words is that words are powerful, right? And you may use a word, and in in your mind you might think, okay, this is this is kind of, you know, just playful, or I'm not, it's not serious, like calling someone a, a, a bitch, for example, right? Um, but words are powerful, you know, and you have to be careful what you call someone because when you when you call someone a certain thing, you know, in time you're gonna start to treat them as such. You know, uh, and just think about if you, if you call someone your darling, I mean, just darling is such a classic and beautiful way of referring to someone that's been around forever, right? Versus calling them your side piece, right? Like you're not going to treat someone like the love of your life if you call it your side piece. You know, so when you see what's happening in modern day society, you, I do see a change in the way how we, we express um, ourselves there's like a we've become calloused i think sort of insensitive um where love is is, is concerned and um 
that's something I try to preserve in my in my writing. You know, I try to hold on to that um, that beautiful way of expressing yourself and and referring to you know your lover and just kind of how you cultivate your relationship. You know, um, it's like when I hear that phrase, a side piece, it just makes my skin crawl. It's just, I mean, what a way to reduce a, a human being, especially exactly. a woman. And, you know, a woman is, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a woman, but, you know, nobody comes to this planet without coming through a woman. So how can you reduce a woman to the B word or the um, mm-hmm. side I mean, I don't even like to say it's such a horrible term. And, um, you know, you said about words. And if you take the words, if you look inside the word um, words, there's the word sword is there. And sword can harm or heal. And your words can harm or heal. So I totally agree with you, um, CL, that, you know, the words, especially the the affirmation, because a name is an affirmation. So if every day you're saying something, you're calling your partner or, you know, a person that you're seeing, you know, a horrible term, you're affirming that in them. And um, mm-hmm. n- in no time, you're going to start seeing, you know, women um, being reduced to those, you know, th- behaving those actions, because that's what's been affirmed over and over and over again in the song that might they might be listening to. And, uh, you know, do you think social media has a part to play? So I hear a lot of people saying social media. Or do you think the music, or do you think it's a combination of, the bo- of both? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely both. I, I think it started with the music because the music, for me, the music started to change before social media became a big thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And then social media just kind of um, amplifies it. And <clears throat> because it, I think a lot of times people we have our own um insecurities our own inner dealings and then we we use social media as sort of a way to kind of mask and to not really look within ourselves and at ourselves and um social media just kind of it just heightens everything you know um and then when you like for example when i go on on instagram and i go to search for someone's profile for example I would say 90% of the women that I see in the, in the photos, in the search, they are practically naked. Oh um, uh, there's, there's a, there's a, uh, the, camera, the, the camera phone is covering their face, and all you're seeing is the, are their body. Really? Oh, no. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I've seen ladies um, scantily clad, but I didn't know people were literally showing their whole, and that you know, uh, body. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah, I mean, it's, so they might they might blur blur like you know certain parts, but the, if you use your imagination, it's, yeah, it's, I, can, I, I can imagine what you're saying. Yeah, you know, wow. yeah. So, um, and, and the thing is, like, I remember the days when, you know, you'd be talking to a woman and you, and you sort of like your eyes kind of drift to her, her cleavage and she'll say, oh, my eyes are up here, right? <laughs> and so women, women were more um, uh, conscious mm-hmm. about themselves, mm-hmm. but you see today that the, the pictures that they, uh, some of them, not all women now, but the pictures that they take, they're, they're basically um, guiding your eyes to their body, mm-hmm. away from their face. Mm-hmm. You know, so you 
you, you, you see now that um, what men used to do, which is try to sneak and look at a woman in a certain type of way, now women, certain women, are they encourage it, right? So, and, and social media, and then when you go on social media, it's like a monkey see, monkey do world because one person does something and they call it a challenge, and next thing you know it, everybody's doing it. You know, and, and you do something you think is, oh, it's just ingest and fun, but there are consequences um, to our actions and our words and the way we, 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 we portray ourselves, you know, so. Yeah, um, again, um, do you feel, you know, like you just said, really, it, do you think it's like a competition thing? It's like um, if women, if, you know, women see women, because I, I know that there's a particular pose. I don't know how they do it. It's like you can see, you know, like the face sideways and then you can see the side, the front, the back and um they're, they're dressed but you can see the whole posture um yeah. in, in you know in this 3d format and um do you think it again it's about because if you're it's like in my day it was it was totally different in fact in my day um at a, at a young age we, we, we were wearing blouse and skirts that was the thing to wear like you know all these uh-huh. young ladies wearing these buttoned up blouses and these pleated mm-hmm. skirts you know um, yeah. and it was it was a totally different um time um but i think now um do you feel that again it's to do with you know what men want to see and so women obviously if you're a young woman and you want to be in the in crowd you're going to kind of you know put yourself out that way to be seen yes and, and, and i think i think because i've thought about it and i think i think some women they don't they're not necessarily doing it for, for men. They're doing it for what you said earlier, which is the competition, mm-hmm. right? It's what, it's what everyone is, is, it's what everyone is doing. So I'm going to do it as well, mm-hmm. you know, but one person may be doing it for that, for that um, attention. You may not be doing it for, for that attention, but then when you step from social world to, to the real world <clears throat> and you run into these men that see you in a certain light in the, in the social space, they're going to treat you a certain way. You know, and then you begin to wonder why they're treating you that way. And, well, people will say, you know, well, it's your right to dress and carry yourself a certain way. And absolutely it is. But you have to understand that when you put yourself in a certain light and you um, allow people to see you in that light, they're going to treat you accordingly. Right? Um, so it's just we just got to be careful, I think. Um and with me raising two young girls too, you know, I, I think about that. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it's, it's, a, it's a father's nightmare to probably go on Instagram and, you know, <laughs> see his daughter um, in that way. Um, but again, I, I feel it's like, um, you know, the feminists, and I, and I don't know if there's any feminists listening and um, don't want to offend anybody, but do you feel, mm-hmm. again, it has to do with the fact that, because... Um, a lot of women see it as empowerment to be able to kind of express it's it's kind of like an expression how to express yourself and mm-hmm. um, what's your thoughts on feminism and what that might have done to how women are today compared to the old time women like me back in the old days well i, I think i don't think there's anything wrong with, with feminism i think some women who embrace feminism from a from a perspective of empowerment and they do certain things consciously as an expression of empowerment, that's one thing. But when you have someone who is not as secure, who's not as self as self aware, and they see you doing something, and they start to basically mimic what you're doing, mm-hmm. 
without the understanding of what you're doing, yeah. right? So, so for you who 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 you are empowered and you're a feminist and you're strong and you're expressive, someone can step to you a certain type of way, and you know how to deflect. You know, your 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 mere existence will say, "Listen, you can't approach me that type of way," right? Versus someone who is not who is not aware of what they're doing, simply mimicking what they see. They they don't have that that inner strength, that that self awareness to to deal with certain types of situations, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see, it becomes like a monkey monkey see monkey do. So there's nothing wrong with with, with feminism and and expressing oneself, but so we have to keep in mind that we we do have children, we do have young young girls, right? And you may be of a certain age, and you're doing certain things. And you have children that are looking at you doing these things and they don't understand. You can explain to them what you're doing, but they don't, they don't um, comprehend and understand fully. And so they be, begin to mimic what you're doing, right? And I see that all the time, my, my, especially my two and a half year old, like she mimics everything that I do. So I have to be super <laughs> careful. They do that. Right? <laughs> super <laughs> Of you know, what I say around her, what I do around her. Like for example, she um she was watching a show one day, one of those Disney shows, and they they had a kissing scene, mm-hmm. and she tried to kiss me, <laughs> you <laughs> no. know, on, on my lips, and I, and so we had to cut that show out, you know. But she she does, she does, she sees that as an expression of something, but she doesn't know what it is, yeah. right? So is in the same in the same sense, you know, we have to kind of be mindful. Like if we say we're we're feminists or whatever, um. And just just be mindful, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and if you're not that, if you're just kind of seeing what's going on, and again, you know, people can do what they want to do. Everyone has a right to do what they want, but just to understand that there are consequences in life to what they do. Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I feel as though there's definitely, it's very important for women to be empowered. And I think it's a good thing, you know, today that young women feel, you know, empowered um, to be themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wonder if, um, you know, the feminist movement in, you know, it's kind of in some ways might be part of the problem with what's going on with relationships, because it feels as though women have changed a lot. And men, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's these movements um, online called men going their own way. And Mm -hmm. a lot of men are kind of feeling as though, you know, the woman is, you know, kind of too strong and. I don't know if that if they, if a woman can be too strong, but women have changed because obviously um, life has changed. You know, women sort of do mm-hmm. a lot more now than you know they go out to work. Their mothers, their wives, their their, their partners, um, and um, it, it's a different it's a different world. But I think men are still kind of um, you know probably at times are finding it strange because there's a whole movement. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard of it. Men, men going their own way is what what it's called, and a lot of their gripe is about the kind of women, you know, being aggressively in the feminist movement. Not for not the not for empowerment of of women, but they feel as though you know there's this um, competition between men and women. Uh, yeah, but you know, something something I've thought about um, when it comes to like feminism, and I, and I, to a certain degree, I kind of feel like. Maybe femi- feminism is is the pendulum swinging from one extreme to the next extreme, yeah. right? But but life is about balance, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's it's 
so when you take on this 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 idea to me when you take on this idea that you don't need a man yes in truth you don't because you can literally live through this life and not have one but there are things in this in this life that could be better with you having a man around or with you having a woman around you know so i mean the 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 the, the most the most fundamental right having and, and raising children mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and yes a man can raise a, a daughter yes a woman can raise a son but i don't think anyone would disagree that there are things that um a young girl needs to learn from a mother Absolutely. and a young and a, and a son young son needs to learn from his father Absolutely. you know so we got we got to be careful as as to say well we're going to be empowered because yeah women were were you know relegated um in the past and so we want to be empowered but yes re- remember that a part of that of that empowerment doesn't mean that you do away with the man it's about finding the balance between you and the man i think you know i i you know i totally agree i feel you know the feminine energy the masculine energy you know is always the best you know and certainly as you say with, especially with children you know it gives them the opportunity to see both you know in action um correct i, I do feel yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, I think even if you're single, what have you, it's still important to, you know, men are still very important, and I, I definitely feel, I mean, me, I mean, personally, I would not like the world without men in it. So, and I think a lot of women would agree with that. So, you know, but, um, but what I want to, what I'd like to do now, because we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on, and I think it's time for people to hear one of your. Um, wonderful poems and um, yeah I don't know if you can um, um, grace us with one of your poems sure um, <clears throat> and, and I'm, I'm going to so I've written uh, three books uh, but I'm going to read from you guys from my fourth book my new book which is exclusive <laughs> we haven't written the shelves yet but this is this is coming in short order um, I'm going to do this first poem it's called uh uh, poetry in song's cadence. Poetry in a song's cadence. I opine that the sun nearly rises to fall again for you. Because had I been the sun, that's the very thing. I have seen the way you furnish yourself with freedom. Habitually standing in that window each morning, your mind naked of the day's troubles. And your heart submissive enough that the dawn should rest healing lips against your consternation. Don't you see it, darling? I am night, and you are perfect light. And so on occasion, I find my person in your arms' willingness to save discarded things. And it feels like a conjugal dance between life and death because we procreate a love that is foreign to this world. I happen to think you to be divine constellations and cosmic disturbances, and so my attention has never been spent away from you. Darling, I lie with the melody that is your voice, and note the serenade of midnight storms and sink roofed shutters. I bear my secrets within you, and know the sanctuary of your quietude. My wayfaring dreams all seem to coalesce perfectly within your every waking moment. Because, sweetheart, you are my every waking moment. I was asked once, 
Describe for me this woman. My response was modestly exuberant. I said she is the confluence of fallen leaves, unshackled breeze, and purposeful gravity. And yet I am the one fallen, hopelessly. See, darling, to me you are the poetry in song's cadence, and you wonder why I possess this predilection for dancing with you. Don't you see? Of all the homes this world has furnished me, I chose you to beautify, to reside in you. So I opine the sun merely rises to fall again for you. For had I been your son, that's the only thing that I would ever do. The end. Very beautiful and very calming and soothing to the soul. Thank you, CL. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. And um, it just, you know, the way you described the, you know, the, the woman in the poem there, how important is it for women to retain their femininity? And I'm not talking about, you know, makeup, hair and clothing. I'm talking about that inner, you know, that inner spirit, that inner part of, of um, who she is. How important is that? to you know for her for her own well-being and for you know the man in her life well i think for her for her own well-being it's, it's, it's the very essence of who you are mm-hmm. right it, it, if you can imagine and you know i'm not trying to be too poetic but if, if you can imagine a, a rose without a scent mm-hmm. right yeah. um a, a flower without nectar like it's the very essence of who you are. You you were born this way, and no one taught you how to be that. You know, so I think for your for your own sake, um, you have to retain that, and and you have to protect it and guard and guard it. You know, and and as it relates to a man, again, it goes back to the balance of life, and I I, I tend to see everything through through creation and through the the, um, the balancing of life. Of masculine and feminine, of day and night, you know, um, and so when you have a, 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 a place, and I don't mean just a physical place, but just like an existence, uh, a, a place where masculine and feminine comes together, in sort of like perfect unison. Mm-hmm. What comes from that is always something beautiful. It's always something that money simply cannot buy. You know, but how can you have that if the man isn't true to who and what he is, or the woman is isn't true to who and what she is? You know, so it's very important. And and the world that we live in today, I think, um, it's sort of like we're going backwards in time. Where remember those days when women were seen as just objects, you know? And I think in a certain way we're going back to that, you know. And um, women, I think women should understand that and see it for that because now um, um, objectification is being seen as empowerment and we've got to be careful mm-hmm. of, you know, um, illusions and delusions. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely, and I would say so, because the thing is, you know, you don't want to be the, the, the damsel in distress, right, I guess, but why can't you be all of what you are, which is strong, which is confident, which is independent, but still soft and beautiful and feminine, mm-hmm. 
you know you don't have to try to be a man because you're not a man you weren't you weren't created to be a man and vice versa yeah so you know hold on to that hold on to that don't don't lose that don't lose that from the world because the world will pass you know you know, that's very um, important what you just said there, um, not, you know, to, to retain. There's so much power in, you know, mm-hmm. the feminine, just that there's power in the man being his masculine self. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it, you know, there's so much talk of the 21st century, you know, putting women in a position of, you know, going towards their masculine a lot more than the feminine. And I think that that's yeah. the thing. It's you know what you just said there. It's about finding the balance. It's like, um, it's you know I think that's what's really difficult for 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 women in this mm-hmm. at this time. Um, what I want to ask you very quickly is obviously you are an amazing poet, and um, Valentine's Day is on Sunday. Can you mm-hmm. help people, someone listening and think, God, you know, I'd love to write a poem like that. Maybe a man listening and thinking, you know, I'd love to write a poem like that for my lady. Um, but where do I start? What would you say to them? You know, could, could you kind of give some tips or, you know, even a love letter and why, you know, no matter what he's going to buy, whether it's flowers, chocolates and maybe more, you know, why maybe some words that touch the soul? could be important mm-hmm. well <clears throat> i think well women by their very nature are um audible creatures if you want to call it that yes. right <laughs> women, they, they, they thrive from hearing words right and that's why sometimes a woman will say oh tell me you love you, you're doing everything that says i love you but you won't say here right um and, and so you know take it from that perspective to say, I'm, I'm going to write her something and not just write it, but maybe you want to, you want to read it to her. Right. Because mm. um, oh, and, and, the thing is, I don't think you need to be like a great poet. I think if you write something that you feel, if you can feel it, you can feel it, you know? And I think um, the, the important thing with poetry is, is, is feeling, making someone feel something, you know? And if you can feel it because it's true to you, she will feel it. Because, because emotions, those emotions are energy. And if you're feeling it, it's like, if I turn on my Wi-Fi signal, my Wi-Fi device, my router, my, my laptop can pick it up because it's there, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, if, you're, if your emotions and, and are there, she would, she would pick up on, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it would, mean, it would mean something to her even more, wow. you know? So just, just, be, just be true to who you are, be true to who she is, and, you know, um, you don't have to be elaborate. You just have to be true. And I think that honesty is what she's looking for. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that's so true. I think um, reading it out and putting some emotion into it is definitely, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to touch her at a deeper, deeper level. Um, Absolutely. Wow. And um, yeah, I, 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 um, I really feel that um, this is love. I feel, especially with um, we, we've gone through these lockdowns, and I don't know if you know. Over here, we've got a long. We've had a long lockdown since December, right? For probably going to go into March. Some people are talking about July, and um, relationships have really been. Um, it's been difficult for some, and it's been a blessing for others. 
Um, mm. What would you say um, in terms of anyone who kind of maybe, you know, or, 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 or better still, do you want, have you got a poem that you feel will kind of um, touch on, you know, how people, if people are struggling at the moment in their relationships, um, how they can, you know, see see that beauty again and remember why they got together and, you know, forget about whatever little tribulations are going on at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have a poem, but I can't think of one because I've, <laughs> I've written so many poems. Oh, okay. But I've, Tell us I've, definitely, I've definitely written some, something along those lines. Um, but I mean, in you know, in this time, I think being locked down <clears throat> and while it, it provides a way for you to spend more time, um, I think sometimes we can, we can lose sight of that. And I think sometimes what I think we should use is in this lockdown time, I think we should spend more time together, but also find more time to, to be by yourselves. Right. Um, and what do I mean? It's almost like um, refilling your cup so you can, you can have something to offer. Right. Because, you know, we all know that no matter how great a relationship is, always be in someone's presence after a while, it's like they become white noise, you know? Yeah. yeah, So I I think um, using the time to, to spend quality time, but also using time to, to to just be by yourself and spend time with yourself, women included, especially women, um, and, and, and learning to love on you. Because I think, like I've always said, you know, um, in order to, to truly love someone, you have to spend time with that person. And, and with yourself, it, it, it holds true just the same. Like you have to spend time with yourself to learn to love yourself. Because a lot of times we're around people all the time and people become distractions. Um, you know, so we don't really see ourselves. But definitely in this time, you know, some people are struggling. You know, I think... We're in the world where we, we went to work and we went out and we partied and all these things. We we were forced to do things that were distracting, you know, from our relationships. And now you're forced to sit there and look at, look at this person. <laughs> you know, you're forced to see this person. Um, you know, like in my situation, um, my girlfriend, she works from home. I, I work from home for the last year, you know. So at times I kind of have to take myself and go to my, my little garden garden section mm-hmm. and she does her thing. And, you know, then we spend time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important, you know. Very important. Um, and, you know, um, just as you were talking there and, and saying about definitely you need that time with self, uh, how important would you say meditation is for, you know, for people sort of, um, in terms of having that time alone, whether you're with a partner or you are alone? It's vitally important. Vitally important. You know, the, the, the world is so distracting. You know, we have a cell phone with a million social apps and it's constantly vibrating and beeping and oh, tell me. There's, just so much, <laughs> there's just so much going on. Yes. And, you know, you have to find... Like, for me, I... Um, I built a little garden on my patio, oh. and you couldn't tell me it's not heaven. <laughs> and when I go and I sit out there, and sometimes I sit out there and I have the cell phone, and then I'll put it down and I'm like, "What are you doing?" You know? And I sit and I listen to the breeze, and I listen to the to the traffic, and I listen to just the sounds around, and I try to just be in that moment. 
you know, and it's the most peaceful, relaxing thing. You know, I don't think I would be able to survive this this pandemic without having that that space. You know, because there are times I'm in the house and I feel like my mind is just being ripped apart. I'm like, I have to go outside. So I go outside on a daily basis. You know, so um, we have to we have to find that time to meditate and and just to be in yourself. And sometimes there are things that are that are in your mind that needs to come to fruition and to come up. But you're so distracted thinking about everything else and watching everything else and listening to everything else that those dreams, those those passions, aspirations, they're just like buried under noise you know uh, and I think you know if, if we live this life and we've done countless things I think at the end of the day if we never truly realize ourselves never become fully self aware and seeing who we are and what we, we offer to this world you know and in past I think it's such it's, it's so tragic you know because you can't you can't get that time back but you have to learn how to quiet yourself sometimes and just be within yourself. You know, and I understand because for me, it took me a long time before I could spend time alone because I was always around people. Mm. You know, I was born in a house that had like 20-something people. And then when I moved to Miami, I lived in a house with like 13 people. You know, so, and then once I moved out, I was always around friends because I couldn't spend time by myself, you know. So when I started to like, spend time with myself I really began to say yo I love myself mm. you know I can be alone and be okay with it you know and it, it really takes I think for me I was I was put in a position where I had to I had to spend time alone mm. and it was it was very awkward it was very it was tough <laughs> um, <laughs> but I I sort of I sort of it's almost like getting, getting tossed in, in the pool when you, you don't know how to swim yeah. and you gotta figure out how to swim yeah. you know so I'm glad I got to shore, and I'm I'm better for it. So I, I encourage people all the time to to do that, to spend time with yourselves. Yes, alone time, me time is very important. Whether you have a lot of people around you or you are alone, it, and the distractions, like you say, the phone, mm-hmm. the social media things, the the different apps. Um, yeah, they can they can really sort of um, disturb, you know, the the, the, the peace, and you, you have to find ways to, um, you know, um, get away from them sometimes. But what mm-hmm. what you mentioned um, as well was about your dreams and passions, and sometimes having so much going on, and especially in the twenty first century where there's all these there's all the apps, there's all the social media, there's the you know advert, mm-hmm. everything is just coming at, at you know at people mm-hmm. um and even though we've got things like um the, what was social distancing and people having to spend you know people are still overloaded and overwhelmed mm-hmm. how and they and you know you've put your dream into action and and, and it's become a reality in terms of you've got four books out not only have you got four mm-hmm. books out you've got people that you've done um book journey coaching with and they've got books yes out. yes how do people switch off from maybe the surroundings, the people around them, or just the, you know, all these things that they've signed up to and, you know, the phone and, you know, is ringing all the time. How do they get, you know, take time out? How do they actively take time out and remember to accommodate their dreams and passions and bring them into fruition, into reality? What would you say? What tips would you give them based on the fact that you've achieved it? 
I, I think I think sometimes we need a, a very hard reset. You know, once once you're so acclimated to that life, that way of living, it's it's you you don't even see that you're um, immersed in that in that environment. You can't even see it. And if someone tells that you are, you can't because if if you're in the darkness, it's hard to say, well, where's the light, right? Um, so sometimes you just have to just get a hard reset, a hard cut off, and you know, they say uh, a habit. Um, needs three weeks to be developed, right? Um, but you have to take a hard reset and really start to, and maybe you have to turn off the cell phone because the thing is, we, you say you take time on even to pray and the phone goes off and you want to check the phone. <laughs> so, it, it, <laughs> so you really have to be proactive and saying, I'm going to do this, right? And the thing is, it's almost like that other way of living that which is being lost in the noise of, of, of the world rather than realizing your passions, it's it's addictive. It's like drugs. Yes. Right? And the minute you, you break away, your body start your your spirit is starting to say, I need some more. Just just check just check one more time. You know? It's, it's kinda like it's kinda like giving up um say meat for example. You give up meat and then everywhere you go you smell it everywhere. Oh, smell it's delicious. Even when it's not seasoned properly, it still smells delicious. <laughs> so yeah, you have to get yourself out of that environment. You know, if you're around meat and it smells good, what you got to do, you have to leave because eventually you're going to fall, right? Um, so take a hard reset. You know, if there's something that you've been wanting to do, you've been wanting to start photography, you've been wanting to write a book, you've been wanting to paint, you've been wanting to exercise, whatever it is, you have to take a, a hard break from these things and, and dedicate these things. And, you know, rem I think if we keep this in mind, right, I believe that every single person that comes into this world comes into, into this world with something to leave this world with, right? You come here with something to leave this world, to make this world a better place. No one was sent here to make this world worse. And no one, and no one was sent here to, to pass through the world and just be neutral. No one was. Everyone that was sent here was sent here to beautify this world, to add something to this world. And so if you think that if you pass through this world and you don't realize, <clears throat> you don't realize your gift, you've, essentially you've wasted your life. Because imagine, imagine there's, a, there's a, I don't know, there's some photography in you that we need in this world. Right, just, just imagine how you feel when you see a beautiful photo, a photograph, right? And and literally, it's locked up in someone, and that person is not going to give it to you. They're going to come live and die, and and do all this other stuff and not give that to you. You know, you 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 suffer a loss, and they suffer a loss. You know, so I think if you and I've said this, if you when you when you when you come to a place where you're supposed to do something. You're going to find blockage, stumbling block, resistance in everything else, right? Because life tends to sort of guide you um, to where you're supposed to be. But you can always override that noise. I mean, that noise. And, and, and go left when you should be going right, right? But just think about it now. Think about it, the fact that you, you have something that you were sent here in this world to give. And you're not giving it. You're not, you're not giving it. You know, it could be it could be that you were sent here to just be a mother to a child. 
and you say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to party. It could be anything. You don't know what, you, what you're here for. But I think when you find what you're here for, what you're supposed to be doing, and it could be, it could be multiple things, you're going to feel the most blessed. You're going to feel the most liberated. You're going to feel the most joyous, like truly elated. You know, not that surface happiness because, and then you, you're going to find that you want to do this thing day and night. And you have to force yourself to rest because you love doing it that much. And that's how you know. You know, so I, I encourage, um, and I've met so many people that say, oh, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book. I'm like, write a book. The publishing part comes afterwards, right? Just write the book. Because if you don't write it, you can't publish it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I encourage people, man, to really, because I think this life, sets us up a certain way to say this is how you're supposed to go you know go to school go to work make money pay bills yeah. um get old retire that's and die that's it that's the, that's the formula for life you know but we are built for so much more than that we were sent in for so much more than that and i'm i'm grateful that i i realized that and i'm living that i live that on a daily basis you know so i encourage people to do the same that's very powerful. Absolutely. We are oh, we are much more than just these robot robotic, you know, get up at seven, get out at nine, come back at five and do it all again mm-hmm. the next day. And I remember mm-hmm. when I was out there doing that, I just I just never got it. Even when I was young and I started work, I thought, what is this? I just couldn't understand it. And a lot of people just kind of, especially when you go, when you're traveling on the train, we had the tubes and the trains and the, and the buses and people yeah. just look so miserable and, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the city, people are walking and they're looking down and they just look. And it's a, it's a soul killer, isn't it? Not a soul, you can't, you, you can't kill your soul, but it's a soul, you know, it's a soul wound. It's a wound to the soul, I feel. All that, yeah. um, like you say, and, and, you know, they take the best years of your life and then you know leave you to just kind of um you know drift away and um yeah i think definitely what you've said there you know find your gift find your purpose and um everyone's everyone's gift's different everyone's purpose different and even if it's a, if it's a similar gift you know every person you know put it out there in a different in their own unique way and mm-hmm. um you know find what's 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 your thing what's your way and i think it's time for another one of your lovely poems. Absolutely. Right, let me do this one called. Uh, I'm going to do. Uh, it's called translucent curtains. It is my proclivity to touch her verbally. The way I place careful words against her fractured heart. I hold her outside of time gently massaging meaningful intangibilities into surface apprehensions. I esteem her highly, and so like monuments and in the knowledge of her coming, I erect metaphors completely naked of the time we were allotted, applying similes like like essential oils of a sensual nature. I baptize my tongue in her ocean of liquid brown melanin, while praises purpose for divine things flee the confines of my mouth but she has this tendency to silence me. The way her eyes canvas my insecurities Mm -hmm. as she pulls me from the confinement of myself, 
I know her in the seclusion of worlds outside the infringement of material containment. And wherever I touch her immaterial self, she moves like a stream of water having no knowledge of a linear path. And it is our custom, bearing ourselves before the translucence of curtains incapable of keeping secrets. And we do this most often at night, her vulnerabilities wedged somewhere between an off-white wall and frustrations I've been dying to release. You see, I am no stranger to her sacred place. In fact, we lie often together, partaking of each other beneath a meddlesome moon sitting low in the pitch black sky. And that is why I adore the immersion of my fears in her lips, whispering of inaudible affirmations. Oftentimes, we do this in the presence of translucent curtains. The end. Very beautiful. I love that. And um, you. as you were writing, I was like, the, the question that came up was, um, I know you said 13 years ago, your poetry came to life and um, you've, you were able to, you know, share these gifts, share these um, wonderful words um, yes. with 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 us is it when that happened to you did you were you always someone who was deep and expressive and um saw things you know like when you talk about certain aspects like you know a smile or the moon or the stars or what have you you see it so you know when you're writing about it you write about it so Mm -hmm. deeply were you always that kind of person or have you found that that's um come about since you allowed yourself to express your gift? Honestly, I, I, I don't know, but I would, I would probably say no. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was in, I think maybe it was always in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't have any recollection of, of ever speaking that way. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly I was writing. Um, so I think, I think when I started to write, that's when it started to come, it started to service. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I write, I, I, it's almost like when, I, when we speak, we might leave out a few things, right? You might say, oh, the, the wall, the, here's a wall. Mm. I, I bumped into the wall, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. But when you're writing, you're going to talk about how, you're going to talk about the, the texture of the wall. Right. You're going to talk about the color of the wall. So I think, I think when I began to write, I began to um, express myself in that way. Um, but it was it was it wasn't something that I was consciously doing. I don't think I can because my first poem that I wrote, um, I didn't really believe I wrote that poem. <laughs> yeah. And and people, no one that knows me, um, believed I wrote it. You know, everyone was on the Um So I guess it's one of those things where like like flowers, you know. It's, it's growing, it's young, it's, it's budding, but then one day it begins to blossom, and you're like, oh, where did this come from? You know, but it, it has always been in the flowers, just it wasn't the time yet mm-hmm. for it to blossom, you know, so I think it's maybe something like that. Oh, wow, beautiful. Yes, so, um, yeah, I just want, so how, how can people get hold of your books? How can people get in touch with you? How can people find you on social media? Um, so my, my website is uh, clbrownbooks.com. Um, the books are available on, on, on there. Um, they're also they're, they're available on Amazon worldwide. They're available 
basically on every online book retailer worldwide in in print format and in the uh, ebook. Um, as for social media, my Instagram is um, uh, author C L Brown A U T H O R C L Brown. Um, I'm also on Twitter under that same uh, name, and on Facebook it's facebook.com/slash um, author C L Brown. And I'm also on Goodreads. I'm pretty much all over the place. I'm on Goodreads <laughs> as well. On Goodreads, yeah. Uh, wow. So, Seal, you know, um, you you are family to this show, and you've been on numerous times. And I always enjoy, you know, having you as a guest. And you know, what I'd like to ask you, obviously, um, today we've talked a lot about love and relationship and Valentine's Day. So, have you got any mm-hmm. have you got any words that you'd like to leave to the listening audience so that they can um, remember? to share and show their love and also can we have another poem as well before we wrap up this segment sure so you want i can do the poem first and then yeah go into last go ahead yeah all right so this one is called uh it's a bit short but um i think it's a nice one it's called uh, uh gift of night While the moon kept watch of the sun, I rose from a dream and found my being lying between a rainstorm and a pleasing memory of you. It was 3 a.m. again, a gift, not one I deserved, but God's God's goodness is God's goodness, and I am no one to contend. So I smiled a soft, rapturous glow I held it with my heart, though the darkness protested deep into the night. Then you dipped your presence into my drowsy musings and commenced a rippling of otherwise dormant desire. So I gave my attention to the intonations of your voice, then melted into the sheets, a lasting A few thoughts staggered haphazardly into my honesty, a song by any other name. But you loved my troubled mind with hushness and worthy eyes. You are a quiet surrender, a habitation that implored my soul to bear itself, and it bared itself. The end. Thank you. Um, so, as far as last words, um, in light of Valentine's Day, um, celebrate each other. Um, and, and Valentine's Day is typically seen as a day for, for couples. And I know a lot of people out there are, 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 are single. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are in relationships that are on the rocks and Valentine's Day come and they feel terrible because they're not with the one that they want to be with, the one that they love. And so I'd say, um, love on yourself. And I don't say that just just to say it. I mean, truly, love on yourself. You know, and understand that you are complete within yourself. You know, there isn't anything outside of you that anyone can offer that you can't offer yourself. You know, so if you're going through that that relationship and maybe listen maybe you're going through this this tough time and 
you're feeling like you want to reconcile, but the ego is telling you otherwise. But if love is still there, don't give up on love. Don't give up on love. Don't let your ego, um, you know, get in the way of, of, of letting someone know how you feel about them. And uh, just uh, sort of, I would, just, I would say, just kind of be what love is. Be the essence of love. Um, and express yourself to each other, to yourself, the very best way you can. Maybe you're not eloquent with words, um, but I think if you're sincere in your heart, whatever you say to someone will translate perfectly. Um, for the single people, do not beat up on yourselves. <laughs> Please don't beat up on yourself. I, I know I myself have been in that situation where you're like, oh my God, everybody has someone and I don't have anyone. But um, understand that love starts with you. Because if you don't love yourself, then you can't express love to no one anyway. You know, and um, do something special. I, mean, I know we've, we've been locked down and we, we can't really go anywhere, but you can do something special at home. You know, something different that your partner will uh, appreciate. So do that. Let this Valentine's Day be the day when you, you step out. And if you don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but your partner does, do it for them. Because love is not about you. Love is about serving, right? And so do it for them because they want it, not because you don't want it, right? And those are my last words. <laughs> oh. You know, that's so lovely what you said, and it's so true. You know, people people need to remember each other and, um, you know, mm-hmm. realize um, that the day is, is there to kind of bring you together and... Um, you know, remind you what it's all about and why you came together in the first place. So, correct, love that. And um, so, um, yeah, I I just want to wish you and your queen a, a wonderful Valentine's um, for Sunday. And thank you so much thank for you. being with us a, a, again this week. And um, definitely looking forward to you coming back on the show and sharing with us. And um, yeah, stay blessed and keep doing what you're doing. Yes, and, and as always, um, very appreciative, very grateful for you for um, having me share the platform. Um, oh. a, a very happy Valentine's Day to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and to everyone that's listening out there, happy Valentine's Day. Whether you have something or not, you know, and um, yeah, just, you know, send me a date as always, and, and I'll be here as always. Um, Absolutely. I'm truly I'm blessed to have someone like you, so... Oh. I, I do not take it for granted. Oh, CL. I am so honoured to, to know you, and it's it's amazing, you know, and every time every time I speak to you, you know, you just excel, and, um, you know, it's amazing. You're definitely doing what you were born to do, so keep doing that. I absolutely will. <laughs> Blessings. Will. Thank you so Blessings. much. I'm going to play a song that I know that you like. You, you asked for it one, um, one, once when you came on. Um, it's Roberta Flack, so. Oh man! I know. I thought. I love that song. Thought, that was yeah. such a long is it time the first? Is it the first? The first time that that one? The first time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes. I'm going to play that out um, um, to say our goodbyes um, to you. So, yeah. So I'll put. If you want, you can listen to it, and um, yeah. So I'm going to. Play oh, it I, should, I definitely will. I oh. love that song. Love <laughs> okay. So CL, thank you so so much. All the blessings. Thank you.
Because um, you're, yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, I mean, what do you think of music like that? That just t- touches you at a really deep place. I, I listen. I listen to that type <laughs> of music all the time. I listen to. Um, I was listening to um, Al Green last oh, night. Oh, Al Green. Um, I think singing. I'm going to play some of him as well. Actually, yeah. Go on. The yeah. man's amazing. When he's live and he's singing live, his the emotions that he puts into the song it's ridiculous. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's that's the type of music I listen to all the time. When I'm writing, I'm always listening to music. Um, so whether it's you know Roberta Flack or um, Al Green or Otis Redding or Aretha Franklin, like I I prefer old music. <laughs> yeah, because it's, yeah, it's funny because I, I I kind of grew up on that because my 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 dad used to my dad used to be a DJ and he used to play these sort of music. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. but this is a little bit. This is way before your time because I I was very little when when some of these songs were were out. So I know you were probably not even thought of. So how was it? Your parents that you heard playing these songs? How did you kind of know about them? My my grandmother. So when I was in Jamaica, you know, yes, yes. play a lot of we call them all souls music. Yeah. So the, we Manhattan's. You know, we grew up on that on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came, when I moved to to Miami to live with my parents, my mom loved music, but she played mostly like gospel. Oh, yeah. Um, music, yeah. Um, but I got I got the early years from um, my grandmother in her house, mm-hmm. so I I've, I've heard all of these songs <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean these songs are, are timeless, and I, I know it's not for everybody, but. I think, you know, when I hear them, it just, you know, it's just so deep. And, you know, that, that you've got the instruments there and the vocals and the words. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like you were saying earlier on, you know, there's nothing negative there towards, mm-hmm. you know, um, people are just talking from, the, from their soul. They're just speaking their truth. And, um, and it just grabs you, yeah. And if you listen to, to the lyrics... The first time ever I saw your face, I felt something crazy. Like the lyrics are so simple, you know, and the, the 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 music, the track isn't overpowering. So it's like it's it's almost like just the perfect balance of um, the softness in her voice, the texture of her voice, the lyrics that are so simple but so beautiful and so so profound, right? And you're not distracted by just a whole bunch of noise in the song. No. You know, and it, 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 the song commands you to listen to it. Mm. It commands you to listen to it. Definitely. And, yeah. and, and um, um, embody it even. You know, you listen, it, you listen to it and it takes, you know, it takes you to a different realm within yourself. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. And and you know it's because nowadays it's almost like you you can't make songs without expletives and you know <laughs> and these older uh, singers mm. um, like Wilson Pickett I love Wilson oh, Pickett, Wilson Pickett you know yeah, they just sing about love they just they just sing about love and you know not not in a pretentious manner no, not you so know, truly and and 
whether it's whether it's celebrating love or losing love, they they, they sing in celebration of both because you know the thing is like when you when you love and you and you lost or you lose someone, we tend to focus on the fact that we lost that someone. Yes. We never focus on the fact that we had that person. Yes. We experienced that person. We experienced that. Yes, love. I love that experience. Yeah. That and, and and that in itself is something that is worth celebrating, mm. you know. I think I think we're in a world now where it's like, because oftentimes I think that we are we are conduits, we human beings we are conduits of just our experiences, right? Mm. Um, it's almost like a combination of everything that we've been through, mm. and so you 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 experience a love that was beautiful and just wonderful, and things went wrong, you know, something went wrong, and and, and you break apart. But I think the world today says to you, forget that person, find the next person and, and, and love somebody else as, as if love can be killed, as if love can die. Like love is an eternal thing, you know, and, and if you lose someone, that's fine, but you can still celebrate the good things that you, that you experience with that person. Mm, true. You know, true. you can still do that. Yeah, I, th I think, um, again, it's that thing these days, isn't it? When um, something happens in a relationship, you, uh, social media, you see both parties tearing each other down. And I feel to myself, yes. you know, but you loved each other once, you know, at least have mm -hmm. some respect, you know, for, for, for what you right. had when things were right. working. And um, it, it's so important to acknowledge not what you've lost, but what you've got left. And, and like you said, you still have your memories of the good times and, you can use that to heal yourself and um, take yourself into, mm -hmm. you know, whatever comes your way next. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's it's not... The, the, I don't think we're, we're just built to just hop from one stone to the next. It's, no. You know, if you're hopping from one stone to the next, you're trying to cross this river, mm -hmm. every single stone, whether you slipped or not, that stone helped you cross the river. <laughs> you know, so... So you, are, you have to be yes. Oh. Absolutely. All that you've kind of, um, whoever's been around you, whether it's in a romantic way or even friendships or everybody that's come mm -hmm. in your world has left a piece of themselves with you and it's empowered, it's taken, you know, it's done something to you, it's shifted you in some way. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. I think that song, um, it's sort of like, because we wrapped up and you, you're you back and you're, you know, you're kind of like, it's like it's brought you up. I, I, I know you love that song because I know we, when we played it before and it's like, it's just brought more coming through you. I, I tell you what, mm -hmm. since we're still talking, have you got another poem for us? Oh, uh, sure. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. Um, give me one second. I'll just I'm speaking to C.L. Brown, poet extraordinaire, and he's been with us for the last hour, and um, he is searching for an amazing poem for us. Um, this is Valentine's week. February is a month of love anyway, so we should be celebrating and um, talking about it. So over to C.L. Brown. Okay, let's do... I'm going to do one called uh, Shelter. And again, these are brand new poems that I've never read. <laughs> so let's do um, shelter. 
I keep a place between my lips for your tongue to be. I see the weight of your secrets each time you open your eyes to me. I see how well you carry them, how you hold them like precious children. But I promise you, they are safe inside me too. So allow yourself the freedom. This fall into my possession, a simple act of submission that has its parallel only in the heart that I used to carry you. Let me show you the place I grew to love you. Let me show you, though I've kept it vacant, it has no room to hurt you. The sun's hair rise, but not to the displacement of darkness. For what are we but perennial darkness arrayed in ephemeral light? You are and have always been my light. So what have I if I if I have not you to reveal it? And what am I if I have not you to declare it? You've made of secrets your blanket, but I am here to cover you now. You've made of solitude your prison, but I am here to free you now. So let us make of this palm of fixture in the night we stripped love bare and knew her intimately. And let us make of this bed a place your secrets are shed that I may see you finally. But don't hold your screams for me and don't close your legs to me and don't ensnare the tears that came to set you free and don't let this night find you come morning without shelter. Beautiful. And um, definitely um, everyone's hearing that, you know, can see themselves in that. And um, very, very important, isn't it, to kind of um, have these times where you um, look at, you go within and you look at the more ethereal side of of who you are. Because like like we said earlier on, there's so much noise, there's so much, I need to do this, you know, got to do, do, do. And we don't Uh spend enough time being and um you know looking at what's really important absolutely that that inner self you know it's i i i say that's that's the place god lives you yes. know it's, it's inside yes mm. you know and and I, and I think too and you know with with the with the symbolic nature of going inside like going within and spending time with that within yourselves i also think it's so important that we spend time um in nature, oh, yes. um, you know, I find that to me, I think, you know, some people they say they love the city life, right? Because that's all they know. They were born and raised. But when you find those people, you take them to a vacation out in nature somewhere, and they they hear the way natural water beats against the sand, or they they hear the way um, wild breeze ruffles through trees, or they hear the way um, cicadas sing, or crickets or frogs. You know, it's it's just it's just so so beautiful and so serene and so freeing, you know, and so balancing. And I, and I think we kind of get caught up in in the ways of life, which is you know the nine to five, the going to school, the study, the going to parties, and listen to loud music. And then we get so stressed. But once we go to the ocean, or once we go to a park, you know, you just feel this sense of relief, that balancing, you know. So um, I, I try to spend my time when I'm reflecting I try to be because if you think about it right if you're trying to think 
right? You, if you're inside your head and you're thinking, but you're in a party and the music gets loud, it's, it's kind of very hard to, uh, to concentrate. <laughs> you just can't. Right? Right. It's, it's the same thing. If you're trying to meditate and you're around distracting things, if you're around people who are just arguing negative or just the social media, you know, it's, it's hard for you to really concentrate and meditate on what you're really trying to do. You know, and like sometimes I see people on social media, they're they're doing yoga and meditation, but they keep checking the phone to make sure they're. <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, are you really trying to meditate, or are you trying to look good for the camera? You know, so I think again, it goes back to social media, and just it just takes away so much because you're you're meditating, which is something beautiful and something necessary, but you're constantly checking to make sure the phone is. Yes, I, I was just saying, you know, um, when, we, when we're trying to meditate and, and uh, we, we're, we're meditating in distraction, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and something I tell like people that I mentor um, about writing, I always tell them to, you, you have to find the environment that is most conducive to what, what you're doing. And it may not be a quiet place. For some people, it may be a cafe. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's, it's, it's like nature, but you have to find a place where you, you can be most productive in whatever you're doing, you know? So, um, keep that in mind, um, because the, the, the world is, is trying to lead us to a virtual place. Um, and for me, at least, you know, maybe I'm old school, but I find that that place is, is just uh, too much, too many distractions, you know? So, no, I, I don't think it's old school at all. I think it's, um, you know, nature and, you know, that energy that awakens that thing inside you is very important, especially if you are a creator, a creative person. You you need that. So, um, absolutely. you know, there's just there's definitely too much noise. I, I mean, you know, definitely for sure. Um, the world has, you know, gone really noisy and... Um, a big part of it social media is 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 brilliant for you know promoting and doing things and you know connecting with mm-hmm. people but it, it has got another side which is really you know so many people are, are, are you know are, dis, are, are talking about it how they've had to do so you know that so many things have, have gone wrong for them so i think it's mm-hmm. about being you know using these things um wisely that's what i feel but definitely taking your time out is very, very important. And and, and now with, with with COVID, right, and the lockdowns, the the online presence and the online attractions and the online enticements have increased exponentially. Yes. Um, it's like they're they're trying to suck you into this virtual environment. Yes. Um, and but it's not an environment where they're they're providing you with um you know things that are that are healing. You know it's it's again it's just more noise. It's just more click here, do this, and it's, it's just it's just so much more. So it's, while you're social distancing physically, your mind your mind is connected <laughs> like never before. You know so um, yeah. So we, we just gotta be we just gotta be mindful of 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 what's happening because you know the, the thing too is keep in mind that um, these people that are producing these social content, they're doing so for, for financial gain. Mm-hmm. You know, 
And so, it's, you know, if you're, if you're trying to sell milk and your milk is outdated, you might scratch the date off and put a, put a brand new date because you want to sell it. Right? Now that someone buys your milk and they get, end up sick, but you sold the milk. So <clears throat> we got to be mindful that they're not doing these things for our, for our mental health, for our physical health, for our spiritual health. They're doing these things to sell us more, you know, to, sell, to get us more addicted so they can make more money from us, you know, so we got to be mindful of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's about, you know, kind of seeing things, um, the, you know, how they really are and not being sucked in and um, losing oneself. Um, Correct. Yeah, we're down to five minutes and we're gonna, we've got um, Mr. T coming up next. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play that song again and um, we're going to say our goodbyes um, to the um, listening audience. And once again, CL, thank you so much for being uh, an amazing guest as always and always bringing the wisdom and leaving us feeling so full and um, energised, you know, and certainly remembering you know who we really are spirit in form and um, not this not these busy robots with lots to do so thank you so much Absolutely. and um, look forward to you coming back on again very soon and um yes say do you want do you just want to say something quickly and then i'm going to play the tune and then we're going to say our goodbye we're going to go um just to say uh once again thank you and and for the your listening audience you know thank you guys for for your attention you're you're when someone gives you their attention, you know you're 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 sacrificing something else. You're giving up something else to give me your attention. So I'm I'm very grateful that anyone would sit and listen to the things that I have to say. Um, I don't take that for granted. So um, uh, across the airwaves and across the spiritual planes, I I, I I greet you guys and I'm I say to you guys that I'm grateful for you each and every single one of you and those that will listen in the future. Um, and again. I'm so very grateful for you and for your platform and for just just for you being, you know, the, the soul that you are, so so connected and so attentive and so kind and so generous and so uh, conscious. And, I, you know, I love our conversations every single time, which is why I keep coming back to your show. Oh, you. <laughs> uh, so, um, and, and to everyone, uh, I was going to say have a great weekend, but I forgot it's Monday. I <laughs> know. <laughs> So, you know, have a great Monday to everyone and, and have a great, fantastic rest of the week. Yes. And we'll talk again soon. Blessings and greetings to your beautiful family, your two beautiful little princesses and your queen. And thank you so thank much, you, CL. Blessings. Blessings, my sister.
Your face. 